Welcome to the Mystery of Home Education with Linda LaCour Hobar, author of The Mystery of History, a world history curriculum for all ages. This pre-recorded podcast is designed for new and returning homeschool parents seeking direction, encouragement, and inspiration from a biblical worldview. And now your hostess, Linda LaCour Hobar. Hello, friends. You may have noticed that I took a short break since my last podcast. There's only one reason for that. I just got a brand new website. It has taken a ton of time to put it all in one place. I do hope you'll peek at it. It's themysteryofhistory.com. But in coming back to this podcast, I've had a lot of ideas about where to pick up. But I suspect right now in this fall season, if you followed the traditional school year, then that means the newness of homeschooling has probably worn off and the fatigue has set in. I know this happens before the Christmas holidays because I homeschooled for 17 years. I think we could just call it fall fatigue. It seems to arise just before winter sets in, which is even worse because then it's going to be colder and darker in those morning hours. Now, there's more than one way that I think I could motivate you and inspire you about what might be a lull. So think about these two ways. When speakers speak or writers write or even doctors do doctoring, I'm not sure if that's a thing, but stay with me here. They usually can go one of two ways to motivate you. They can either aim really high with lofty stuff or they can aim really low with gloom and doom to try to grab you. Can you can you see this? I mean, just imagine commencement. Oh, what will you get there? You're going to get that high lofty talk. You'll get vision, inspiration, goals. Sometimes there's even music to add to the send off tears for moms and dads. But now on the flip side, let's imagine going to the dentist's office. What are you going to get? Well, the gloom and doom talk, as in your teeth are going to fall out if you don't do this or that. Now, this is a true story. I, sorry, this is way too much information, but I have had receding gums for years, and I was so pressured by the idea that I was going to lose my teeth, literally, that I agreed to let them sew tissue from a cadaver into my gums. Yes, it was as awful as it sounds, and it led to weeks of stitches in my mouth, The point being, fear motivates gloom and doom. It really does. So anyway, the truth is, both approaches motivate the positive and the negative. But I'm still thinking about you homeschool moms and dads who are in the throes of teaching, quite possibly weary right now, thinking that it's only going to get worse with winter. So yes, I thought first about the lofty talk, where maybe I do need to tell you that You're going to save the world by pouring into the next generation. Then I really thought about the gloom and doom talk, suggesting that if we don't pour into the next generation, well, we're going to be in some state of apocalypse within three years. But seriously, neither approach sounds like the right one for any of us because both fall short of a biblical worldview toward this mission that's in front of you. You see, all those pep talks, they're just not realistic. That's because of this fallen world we've inherited. I mean, have you noticed some of these formulas for success? Well, they don't work. Some of the secrets to a great marriage, they fail. And the greener grass on the other side, 
I'm sure sometimes it's just spray painted. On the flip side, those gloom and doom talks, well, seriously, they're so bad right now. I mean, everything is rather hmm, severe. There, There's drugs, crime, the price of gas. It could lead you to not want to leave your home and just dig a shelter. I mean, we may laugh at that, but you know, and I know, some people are doing this, literally. They're getting off the grid to avoid the looming world meltdown. So after some thought, I decided maybe I just don't go high or low per se. But what if I could just share with you some biblical truth and be a little bit personal and share my own experience with a lull that I recall as a teacher, writer, mother, and wife. So here we go. A personal story. My experience goes like this. Many years ago, my life was strung out in multiple crises. Oh, it wasn't just one battlefront. Nope. It was several. Now, I hate to list because for one, I can't tell you everything, but I think it's relevant for you to hear some of it. So just to put yourself in my shoes. So we were in a real difficult audit through the IRS. There was a real serious health crisis going on. There was personal pain. Oh, you know, family members in some type of moral failure. There was loss, loss of life. There was even temptation. I'm sure there was temptation at some point for me to just ride off into the sunset, like on a motorcycle with a leather jacket, without a care for the life that I was living. Mm. From what I remember, what I really was feeling was exhaustion, discouragement. I just wanted to give up on my role as mother, wife, and business owner. I'm sorry if that surprises you, but sometimes we can be that defeated, right, ladies, gentlemen? Across the board, there are those times. Well, in my frailty, I so vividly remember crying out to the Lord. I remember opening my Bible, searching, looking, you know, hoping for something to hang on to. And I found myself this one particular day in Psalm 19. Now, I'm going to read it in part, starting with verse 7. It would say, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. And the decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. Now, as you're listening to me, I hope you're agreeing that this is good stuff, but there's a little bit more, so stay with me. We're getting to the to the good stuff. They, as in God's decrees, are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Okay, we can stop there. Listen, in my selfishness, it was those last two words that jumped out at me that day. And I brazenly asked God, what is this great reward you speak of? I guess I was somewhat saying in my shallowness and in my pain at the time. I was saying to the Lord, what's in this for me? Have you ever asked him that sincerely? I wanted to know because I was tired I was tired of living the dutiful life. I was tired of doing the right things and not getting the results I expected. Remember the formulas in my life, at least at that time, they were broken. 
Now, again, you don't need all the details. I think we all have these broken episodes. Just use your imagination. Well, getting to my story, the Lord and His great mercy. He had an answer for me that day that I really wasn't expecting, but I feel compelled to share. So I flipped through my Bible again, randomly. It was almost like I was daring the Lord to just stop my finger where it would, just where where it should. And lo and behold, I landed in Genesis 15, 1. Do you know what that passage says? God was talking to Abram in a vision, saying, and I quote, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward, end quote. Friends, I I believe I gasped. I'm pretty sure I cried. I well up now even reading the words that he's the great reward. I fell to my knees realizing, well, it's him, Linda. It's not a tiara. It's not a crown. It's not a title. It's not success or fame. That was not the reward he had in mind. It's not happy kids. It's not a well-oiled family life without a hitch. You know, the kind we all hope for. No, the great reward is actually him, God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, the great I am, he calls himself. Now, I know you know that or you wouldn't be here. What we have in common is seeking a biblical worldview of home education. So maybe this is no surprise to you, but I hope you'll remember my vulnerability and learn from it. Because all the hours you're about to invest on more schoolwork, more housework, a business, pouring into the next generation, well, it is exhausting. But remember, it's not for a plaque on the wall. It's not for a certificate of achievement. I don't believe they hand those out for being homeschool parents. It's not for a great pension plan. The great reward for living the Christian life and serving others in that sacrificial role is Him. Friends, I just remind you to keep your eye on that as you plod through the rest of this calendar school year. If we lose sight of Him being our great reward, I'm afraid we will be disappointed because nothing else compares. Your great reward is Him. So stay the course with renewed vision. Thank you so much for listening and stay strong for the sake of the mystery. I'm Linda LaCour Hobart. Thank you for listening to The Mystery of Home Education with Linda LaCour Hobart. For more information on Linda's award-winning history program, visit themysteryofhistory.com, a one-stop shop for chronological, Christian, complete world history for all ages.